When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 53, Declutter Like a Mother. In this episode, I will be going over the One Organized Mama Declutter Guide. Now, this guide is only available if you sign up for my online course. Let's talk about the online course real quick. This is not a Zoom class. I know I, I will do some Zoom events for different things, but this is a pre-recorded class that you can take at any time. There is no one else in the class but you. And with this course, as with all of my courses, you actually get a printable guide. That's what I have right here. So on this episode, I'm actually going to go over the declutter guide with you so that you know what to expect when you do take the online course. All of my courses, I like to keep them super affordable. You get to revisit them at any time. So if there's an area that you just need a little reiteration of, go back, visit the different pre-recorded videos, visit the online guide, just to kind of give you a little bit of a boost and get you going on whatever declutter project you're working on. But first, I always like to kind of give you guys a little something to relate to. I know decluttering seems like it should be super simple, right? Like I've had so many people say, you know what? I feel embarrassed and I feel ashamed that I struggle with decluttering. And I am here to say you shouldn't because there are definitely areas of your life where you are a rock star. There are areas of your life that you have a lot of natural ability, a lot of natural talent, a lot of natural skill. And there are also areas of your life that you struggle with that don't come as easily to you or as natural to you. I definitely face that in my own life. When it comes to working out, that's something that's super relatable, right? I love a Zumba class. In fact, I just had a friend invite me to a Zumba class that she absolutely loves. And so I went with her for the first time and I jumped in and I just love it because I have a little bit of a natural skill and ability to kind of follow along and pick up dance moves relatively easily. So a Zumba class for me is something that I can just sort of jump in and enjoy. And it doesn't feel super stressful to me because it just kind of comes naturally. Now, running, on the other hand, is something that I've always seen results. So I was more of a runner in my 20s, and it kept me in really great shape. And then I had a couple of more kids, my, you know, later 20s and into my 30s. And running just became more difficult for me. 
I am an extraordinarily slow runner. Like it's embarrassing. I've tried running <laughs> with other people and I warn them. I give them fair warning. I am so slow when it comes to running. So just run ahead of me. I don't, I don't even care. But I do kind of like running. And so um, many, many years ago, I think it was like in 2007, I discovered this running program called Couch to 5K. And I think they've recently shortened their name to C25K. So if you're familiar with this running program, it is phenomenal. It takes you through the process of interval training where you walk. Well, it starts with a, a warm up and then walking and then run and then walk and run all the way through to cool down. So it sort of times you on this wonderful program. I've done plenty of 5Ks, but I've actually never run an entire 5K. I've done like run, walk, run, walk during the 5K, even though I have followed this program. Because now that I'm a bit older, running doesn't come as naturally for me than it did when I was much younger. So therefore, I still have this program, this C25K app on my phone. And when I feel like I need to get out there and run, I just start right back from the beginning. I don't worry about running a 5K. I've actually kind of taken that off the table, taken it out of my head. It's more about the process, the journey, than it is about worrying about running a 5K at some point in my life. If I never get there, I'm actually okay with that. So that's sort of the mindset that I want you to have when it comes to decluttering, especially if it's something that you do struggle with, if it's something that is kind of difficult for you. You may not have a completely clutter-free house. That is okay. But if you're learning how to manage the clutter in your life and it's just going to be something that you're going to manage continuously because quite honestly, for most of us, it just is. I'm a professional organizer. I'm a pretty dang organized person and I still have clutter that builds up at different parts of my home or in my life. That's okay as long as I am managing it. So again, that's how I've broken down my online courses. Again, these are courses you take in the privacy of your own home. You can take them as many times as you like. No one sees your results. No one is there to bother you. But it is like kind of having like a coach, just like that C25K app I have on my phone, where it just sort of guides me. And if I get to week two, but I feel like I need another round of week one, I just go back and visit week one again and start the program over. Nobody's there to judge me or grade me or anything. So again, that's sort of what I want you to consider when it comes to what these online courses are all about, because I know they're getting super, super popular now. All right, so let's get started. When you sign up for this course, the first part that I have, and again, the guide follows you. So you will have the printable guide along with this. Um, and several short videos to sort of follow along. But the first part is this. I am asking you, are you really ready to get organized? Are you really ready to focus on decluttering your life? And through that, I have a small assessment for you. And in this assessment, again, nobody's grading you. No one's looking at your answers. 
This is for your eyes only. I want you to consider these questions. Do you feel overwhelmed by clutter? Do you frequently lose items? Do you have to purchase new items repeatedly? Is clutter causing tension in your home? Do you struggle with where or how to start decluttering? Are you ready and willing to let go? Do you attach emotions or memories to items? Do you have junk drawers or even junk rooms, junk cabinets, junk areas of your home? And will you make excuses? And be honest. Be honest with yourself because, again, no one is grading you here on this. And when I look at that app on my phone and I want to go back and start over, I'm like, you know what? At least I'm doing it and I'm not making excuses. So a little tough love there. You have to be honest with yourself. It doesn't mean, again, that you're going to be this completely minimalist, clutter-free person at some point. You may never get there. That may not be in the cards for you. But is it important for you to manage the clutter in your life and know how to to get all that stuff into its proper spaces and places in your home? Yes, yes it is. So let's get started on how to handle it. The next section that we're going to talk about are the decluttering challenges. So this is overcoming the decluttering challenges. But first, you may be asking, like, what exactly is clutter? Like, what defines clutter? Well, I didn't look up the dictionary, but this is sort of how I describe clutter. Clutter is anything that doesn't have a home in your home. So clutter is the stuff that just kind of builds up and we don't know what to do with it. We don't know how to manage it. It just feels like it's sort of just always sitting there. It grows in piles. It causes us stress. It causes us tension. Like all of the assessment questions I just went through, we lose stuff. We have to buy stuff repeatedly. That is clutter. If it doesn't have a space or a place in your home, then it's probably clutter. But what about those challenges? What about when you are looking at different things and you're not making excuses, but you have some pretty good um, reasons on why you're not handling those? Let's go through those in the next section. First, sentimental items. So maybe you've inherited some items or you have a lot of items from your children or maybe loved ones who've passed away or just maybe different items from different times of your life. Those are sentimental items. Well, what I want you to do, one of the ways that you can overcome the challenge of just letting go of sentimental items is to make a purpose and a plan for them. Display them. Don't just throw them in a cardboard box that's going to get dusty and, you know, smashed or anything. Make a plan for them. So for instance, if you've inherited different items from a family member that has passed on, what do you want to do with these items? Do you want to display them so that you are reminded of wonderful memories? Do you want to use the item? Do you want to maybe give it to somebody who you know can get use out of it? Make 
that item have a purpose. And even if it's giving it away and donating it, a lot of times, I have a lot of friends, my daughter is actually in this category, who love to go to different um, thrift shops and such, you know, a lot of the places where people donate items. And my daughter, especially, she will come home with something and she will absolutely cherish it. She it will be from a different era and she'll come back and she'll sort of have a lot of really sort of neat stories about what she thinks the item, you know, represents or different things like that. And so think about that. What could, what kind of joy could that item bring to you or to another person? And then give it a purpose, give it a plan. And maybe that'll help you sort of let go of it or again, create a space for it in your home. All right. The next challenge is you may worry that you have to purchase this again, or you may need this item in the future. I have a technique that we'll go through later on in this episode. It's called the use by technique. Um, So we'll get to that, but really take a look at that item. And if it's something that you think you'll use, okay, you may be able to keep it. But again, be very honest with yourself, especially if you have multiple of those items. If you have a lot of things like, say, a stapler, that's something I feel like gets lost in our home all the time. And, you know, so I think it's okay to keep two staplers, you know, one for my business stuff and then one for personal stuff. But if you have five or six staplers in your home, that's probably too many. Maybe two is okay to keep. You can donate the rest. All right, so maybe you're easily distracted. And this is super, super common. And I find this um, even with myself. If I have a project, especially if it's something I don't really want to do, and I'm sort of dreading doing it and tackling it, I am so incredibly susceptible to distractions. Well, I have another technique we'll talk about in a minute called the timer technique. That's something that will be very helpful to use if you are easily distracted. Um, But one of the things that I suggest that you do is to focus on one area at a time. That will help minimize any kind of distractions. For instance, if you are going to say, this weekend I'm going to start decluttering my house, I'm going to start in the garage and I'll do some in the kitchen, I'll go up in the kids' rooms, I'll go through my master closet. No, 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 and no. Don't do it that way. One area at a time. And also, I'll show you, once you start decluttering, I want you to stay put I do not want you to run away and put stuff away because it's very likely that you won't go back and finish the project. So again, easily distracted. I have a lot to say to you on this one. All right. Another challenge a lot of people face is feeling overwhelmed or just not knowing where to start. Start small, my friend. Start small. And with this, I mean one drawer one shelf, one countertop, one closet, one box, or one bin. Start small. And again, go start to finish. 
Another tool that I have in my uh, online course is a 12-month declutter guide. And this will kind of help you. So even if you have no idea where to start, start at the top. Start at a kitchen. Start where you are thinking like that area stresses me out. Like we all have that one area in our house where we're like, oh, it super stresses us out. Start there. Okay, the next thing, not sure where to put everything. Excuse me. So when I would go through the process of decluttering with clients, we would go through, so say we would have a bin and we would go through the process and declutter and they did a phenomenal job. And then we tackled that keep pile. And then they're like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Let's just put it back in the bin. No, 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 no. It is unless that bin is designated for those items and say those are items that are seasonal or items that you don't use frequently, then we're not just putting all of those items back into the bin. We're going to create a home for that. Don't worry. I have exact steps for you to take on how to create a home for every item in your home. So again, you have to take a really honest look at your home, at your space, at your needs, at your wants, and decide when it comes to all of these items, do you have space for them? Do you have a need for them? Do you even want them? Because this is something that I think we encounter. Like I have shoes in my closet and I have shoes that like my daughter has totally made fun of me every time I wear and I still keep them. I mean, I I, I don't wear them because <laughs> she has told me how unattractive they are. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, she's super right about this but I still have kept them and I don't know why I've kept them. And so I know, hey, I don't even like them. I'm not wearing them anymore. It's time to let them go. So you have to, again, be very, very honest with yourself and make sure that you have a space and place and a want and a need to to keep everything. All right. It takes too much time. No, it doesn't. That's That's my easy answer. It doesn't. You have the time. You're listening to this podcast episode. I'm sure you've checked a social media account today. You've probably turned on the TV in the last few days at some point. You have probably just done a lot of different things. You do have the time. Are you willing to make the time is really the question. All right, lack of motivation Amen. I mean, come on. Who really wants to spend time decluttering? I am a professional organizer and I don't always love to declutter. I don't love to organize. So I have to find my motivation and sometimes give myself a reward or some kind of acknowledgement through that. And I would gladly give anybody acknowledgement. So if you are doing a declutter project, go onto Instagram with the hashtag OneOrganizedMama and just tell me about your project. I would love to see it and love to give you a high five, a thumbs up and some acknowledgement because you do deserve acknowledgement for your hard work, especially when you're not feeling so motivated. Okay, so moving on. I'm 
in my course, in my guide, I have a daily planning page for you. So if you've taken my time management course, which I highly, highly recommend that you take, again, I feel like time management is sort of the foundation for getting your life organized. I give you a time management journal. So if you want to learn more about the daily planning page, but I added one here for you in this um, declutter guide, because again, you do have the time. You have the time to declutter. You don't have to declutter every single day, but I do want you to do a little bit every single week, whether it be paperwork, whether it be just keeping up with kids outgrown clothing, whether it's going through seasonal items, you should spend a little bit of time each week to declutter. So I give you a daily planning page because I really feel like it's important for you to plan each and every day. Does not mean you have to have a super regimented life that's no fun. And I'm not telling you you have to take your shower between 7.12 and 7.15. That's not what I'm telling you. This daily planning page kind of goes through our bucket list. So if you're interested in learning more about this, I do have some podcast episodes. Just kind of scroll back and you'll see where I talk about like the time buckets and how to apply a lot of this into your daily planning. So again, in the declutter guide, I give you a free daily planning page. So even if you use it just to make time in your day for a declutter project, please, please do that. All right, so let's talk about the four steps real quick. This is a process that I use to all organizing projects. There are four steps to organizing. Step number one, declutter and sort. Step number two, create a zone. Step number three, label and contain. And step number four, teach and maintain. So those are the four steps that can be applied to all declutter projects. Now, We're obviously going to only focus on step number one, declutter and sort. And one of the biggest tools that are available to you in the declutter guide in the online course are sorting signs. These are simply keep, trash, shred, donate, recycle, and sell. So you'll get some um, sorting signs with your program. And these are things that you can use as tools in your your uh, declutter projects. And in fact, I encourage you to print these out and set them out with trash bags, boxes, bins, whatever kind of containers you're going to use to um, during your project. Actually set these out so you have a keep, a trash, a donate, a shred, a sell, a recycle. And when you're opening that drawer or when you're in that cabinet or closet and you're removing items, you're placing them in one of the piles. That is the process of decluttering. I mean, it's really literally as simple as that. Just removing the items and then placing them in one of these different piles. So what happens next? Okay. What do you do with those? Obviously, we know we take out the trash, we bag up the donations, 
And I always encourage you, have a plan for your donations. Don't just let donations sit there in a pile because they will make their way back into your closet, into your drawers, and create and attract more clutter. So definitely have a plan. Pick a favorite charity, bag them up, put them in boxes and bins, and send them on their merry way. Now, again, through this process, it can be a little bit overcomplicated, or sometimes we overcomplicate it. So the next section that I'm going to go through is this, start small. And this is emphasized so many times, start small. So you get, again, you've heard me talk about one drawer, one cabinet, one countertop, one closet, one box, or one bin at a time. Even when it comes to a closet, I want you to start small. Maybe you're starting with just the shoes. Maybe you're starting with just the shelves. And then once you've accomplished that, then you can go in through the clothes because we know what happens, especially when it comes to something like clothing, it can feel very overwhelming. So what I actually do for a closet, for instance, is just, again, start very small in the project and just simply go through and decide what stays and what goes. So placing the items that stay in the keep pile and then anything that can be donated goes in the donation pile and then have a trash bag there ready for any kind of trash or rubbish that you find during your project. But again, start small and use your sorting signs. You might feel even a little bit silly about this when you first start doing it. It's okay. It's, It's like me, you know, 11 years later or how many years later? 10, like 14 years later, 13 years later, I don't know, still using the same program and going back to week one, day one sometimes. It's okay. Sometimes we just need to go back to the the beginning and again, start small and kind of get refocused before we can really take on and tackle a lot of the bigger things. So once you've gone through and you've cleared that drawer or that closet or that box or that bin, again, some of the piles, pretty self-explanatory. Toss the trash, have a plan for the donations, shred immediately the shred items. Now, you're going to look at that keep pile, and this is the next section. And first, you're going to say, as you're decluttering, well, I don't know this, I don't know if I want to keep this or not. Well, I don't want you to spend a lot of time thinking about it. You can actually have your declutter guide right next to you. And I actually have a list of seven questions that I would always ask clients as I'm helping them with the decluttering process. And they are, does it fit? Do you use it? Do you have space for it? Does it work? Is it sentimental? Do you love it? Does it have value? If you answered no, then it's time to let it go. And so again, maybe it's something that you can give away to donate, or maybe it's something you can sell. But definitely go through the process and ask yourself these questions. 
if you're really struggling on which pile the item should go into. Now, let's tackle that keep pile because so many times when I was working with clients, I would encounter this again. Okay, we decluttered it. And I'm like, all right, so here's all your keep stuff. And they were like, I don't know what to do with that. Can we just put it back in the bin? No, 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 no. We're not going to put it back in the bin or the box or the drawer unless it belongs there. So this is where so many people get stuck. It is with the keep pile. You've done a phenomenal job getting rid of the clutter, the, the stuff that you don't want, right? But what about the stuff you do want? What about the stuff that you do need, you do use, you do want, you do have space for? What the heck do you do with it? Especially when it's sitting in a pile on your floor, what the heck do you do with it? You have to tackle it immediately. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to simply group like items together. Don't overthink this. Just group them together. So maybe you have office supplies. Maybe you have some of your kids' toys. Maybe you have different clothing, holiday items, paperwork, stuff that belongs in the kitchen, stuff that belongs outside, stuff that belongs in the garage. Just simply make different piles. That's what I want you to do. Just start doing it because then as you start to do that, something happens automatically. A secondary purge sometimes comes along because say the clothing, as you start going through the clothing, you start realizing like, oh, wait a second. I didn't know this sweater had a big stain on it. That's probably why, you know, it sat in that pile over there. I totally forgot that it was stained. It's okay to let it go. Or, oh my gosh, my kids don't even, the reason I I took this away from them is that it's broken or it doesn't have all of its pieces. It's okay to let it go. So as you're doing the sorting, you're kind of, again, doing a natural secondary purge of the items and letting some of those things go. And then again, those piles get a little bit smaller. Now, let's talk about step two, create a zone. What on earth is create a zone? This is the part that's create a home for every item in your home. Well, how do you do that? Seems really simple, right? It is, but there's definitely a process to it. So this is where you're not sure where to put everything. So again, you don't want things to end up back in a clutter pile. What do you do with it? So this is how you zone. You have those items that you don't know where to go, where they should go, what you should do with them. I want you to then do another sort of sorting session, if you will. I want you to look at them and then you decide, do they go, are you going to divide them by person? Like who do they belong to? And if they belong, for instance, to your husband, husband, then you know where to go put them. They are his stuff. My husband, I do not... I do not organize his stuff for him. And that was made very, very clear shortly after I started a professional organizing business. And I respect that. I honestly don't want to organize his stuff anyway. So when I do come across something 
that's not mine and it's his, then I just simply put it on his dresser and he's really good about going in and putting stuff away. I actually do this on our uh, family computer. Um, I, we, you know, when you save files on your desktop, it gets really cluttered. I actually have folders in there that are by different family members' names. So when I go through and I'm sort of sorting and cleaning up our desktop, I have folders and I'll just drag and drop into their different things. And so if it's something that is important to them, then they can still find it in their folder on the desktop. So by person, who does the item belong to? Then go put it in their space, in their room. All right, which room does it belong in? So sometimes when we're sorting stuff, like for instance, if we have pens and tape and staples and different things like that. Well, those are kind of office supplies or they generally fit in that category. Where is your home office? Where do you keep office supplies? Go put them in those rooms. Obviously, there are items that are very, that belong in the bathroom, in the kitchen, in the garage. Go put those items in the rooms that they belong in. By size, where does this item fit? Now, this is something that actually comes up quite a bit, especially when it comes to like appliances, large appliances or exercise equipment. I mean, a lot of times these items are kind of bulky and we have to be a little bit creative on where they fit. So where does the item fit? But while you're doing that, I'm going to go into the next one is by use. Not only where do you have space for it, like for instance, in our family, um, uh, sometimes a vacuum cleaner, we have carpet upstairs, we don't have carpet downstairs, but we don't really have a place for the vacuum cleaner upstairs, um, so we, I just don't have a place, so it has to belong downstairs in the laundry room. That's where we have space for it. So even though it's a pain and everyone grumbles when we have to vacuum upstairs to you know, first world problems, take the vacuum cleaner upstairs. Um, It just is what it is. We don't have any natural place or anywhere for it to fit. It doesn't fit in our linen closet upstairs. So it, it fits in the downstairs laundry room. That's where it fits by size, by use. Again, using the vacuum cleaner. We use it upstairs. Everyone complains when they have to like haul it upstairs and haul it back downstairs. But if there are items that are kind of bulky and or you are just not quite sure where to put them, where do you use them? One of the most common things I find with this is talking about the office supplies, but also the kids' homework supplies. A lot of times I um, encountered working with families that the parents would say, you know, we want the kids... Um, homework supplies or their different, you know, crafting stuff in the home office. So sometimes I would kind of push back a little bit on that because I'm a mom, I have kids, I know generally, I don't want my kids in my home office alone, unattended. So generally, when the kids are doing homework or different things like that, they're where I can kind of see them. So they're in the kitchen or the family room. So again, I would create a space for them where the items are used. And I also did this a lot with like bill paying and that type of thing. So if you've listened to some of my episodes regarding paperwork and that I'm like, your home office is 
can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be in a room in your home, especially in this day and age where um, we have laptops and different things like that to pay our bills. So where do you use the items? That's where you put them. Even if it doesn't make total sense, but it makes sense to you and you can do it in a neat and tidy way, like just putting it inside of a bin, inside of a closet nearby. That's how you zone. So again, by person, by room, by size, by use. That is creating a space for every item in your home. Okay, now we're going to talk about my favorite, favorite technique, and it is the timer technique. And this can be applied when you are struggling on how or where to start. Just pick a place. Like I said, think about what is the one area of your home where you feel most stressed. Start there. That's where you need to start. And the best way to start is just take a garbage bag, a laundry basket, actually take two garbage bags and a laundry basket. Take your phone, put the timer on for 20 minutes. And in that 20 minutes, I want you to toss trash. I want you to put anything in that can be donated into the other bag, which is going to be your donation bag. And then if the item doesn't belong in that room, put it in the laundry basket. Do not go put it away. I want you to do this for the entire 20 minutes until your timer dings. Do it. Just walk around the room. If it's a family room, if it's a kitchen, if it's your your bedroom, it doesn't matter. Spend 20 minutes in that space. Toss the trash in one, donation items in the other. And if it belongs in another room, it goes in the laundry basket. So obviously those are the keep items. Now, when your timer dings, bag up the trash and out it goes. You're going to have a plan for the donation items. And then you can take that laundry basket that has the items that belong in other parts of the house. And I want you to go put them away. But again, you do not go and put away those items until your timer dings. Because what happens is that you'll go put it away, you will get distracted. So remember, These are, we're overcoming our challenges. This is a remedy to overcome one of those challenges, which is getting easily distracted. I want you to stay focused. Now, if 20 minutes seems pretty daunting, do five, do 10, do 15. If 20 minutes seems like too short of a time, do 25. I mean, I really don't want you to do longer than that because the longer that you are in the space, the more likely you're going to be distracted just by outside forces. Your phone's going to ring. Someone is going to need you, you know, in another part of the house. Um, you're going to run out of time. I mean, a lot of different things could pop up. So again, that's why I think 20 minutes is ideal. And it's also the average adult attention span. So try to stick to about 20 minutes when you're using the timer technique and trying to figure out where to start. All right, now let's talk about my use by technique. This is when you say to yourself, but I will use it. I know I'm going to use this now that I found it. 
now that I know where it's at, I will use it. But will you? Will you really use it? Let's find out. Let's use the use by technique. All right, it's as simple as this. You're going through the decluttering process. You're, you came across something. You're like, oh, there's where this went. I've been looking for it. Or, oh my gosh, I should probably use this. But you don't. And why? Because you don't know where it's at usually. And so I want you to, number one, put this item in a conspicuous space. So if it's an item that you just, you, you're kind of like, oh, I'll use it. You're trying to convince yourself, right? I'll use it. But you probably could live without it or it could go away. But put it in a conspicuous space. So a space where you're going to see it, where it's going to trigger you, you're going to remember. And slap a little sticky note on it. A sticky note, a piece of tape, a little sticker, and just write use by. Just write a use by date. So for instance, if you have an item of clothing that you're like, oh, I'll wear it. I swear I'll wear it before it warms up. You know, this sweater costs a lot of money. I will wear it. So put a little use by note on the hanger and just say, okay, well, right now it's February. It's going to start warming up in April. So I'll give myself till April 15th. And if I don't wear this item, it's time to let it go. But if I do, I get to take off that sticky note and be like, ha ha ha, I did use it. So have a little fun with it. One of the biggest, biggest things that I encountered with this were exercise equipment, where we would go into a client's home and we would encounter this big piece of exercise equipment in their room that was covered in clothing. And so I would say to my client, like, let's put it, let's do the use by technique. Oh, no, 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 no. Now that it doesn't have clothing on it, I'll use it. And again, my job as a professional organizer is to kind of push back a little bit and say, well, let's just try. Let's, let's see. When do you, now that we've cleared off all the clothing and everything's hung up and put away, when do you think you'll use it? And so just kind of having a little fun and then we would slap a use by date on it. So again, it's conspicuous. It's kind of triggering you. It's sort of bugging you. I want it to sort of bug you a little bit. I want you to be encouraged to either use the items that you have or to let them go and let them go to a good home where they will get some good use. So that is the use by technique. All right, we're at the end. So if you sign up for my online declutter course, I will be sending you one email per month and it's for the 12-month declutter challenge. Or 12-month declutter. There is a little challenge part, but I'll get to that in just a second. This is a great way for you just to create a regular routine when it comes when it comes to decluttering. And this is like sort of taking you on a tour of your entire home, but without doing it all at once where you get super overwhelmed and frustrated and you just walk away and you just don't know what you are going to do. 
This is simply a form. You can print it out. You can, you know, put it in your phone, whatever's easier. You can tape it on the inside of a cabinet that you'll see. And each month, I want you to focus on one space. So again, we're going back to the daily planning. So you have to make time for this. And even if it's, I'm going to make 20 minutes, um, a time for 20 minutes once per week for four weeks. And I'm going to go through and just simply declutter. It doesn't mean you have to do all four steps. You don't have to go out and buy bins and containers. Again, decluttering is a process of organizing. It's A lot of times people use it all in the same. Organization is a process and decluttering is just one of those steps that you take during the process. So declutter. So it just means you simply go in. Again, you can take a couple of garbage bags and a laundry basket and just declutter the space. Toss trash, toss or bag up, donate, put items that don't belong in the laundry bin, and then put those items away so that they go into their proper home. And then your space is decluttered. Now, the way this 12-month home declutter works is this. Again, I have given you suggestions for each month. And the challenge part is this, just like what I talked about a few minutes ago. One Organized Mama is on Instagram. If you have worked on any decluttering in your space, in your home, in your life, take a photo of it. Go to your Instagram account and just type in the hashtag one organized mama. I'll know what it's for. Trust me. And I just want to give you acknowledgement. I want to give you a thumbs up. I want you to be proud of the work that you've done. And occasionally, I like to just sometimes surprise people with a little gift certificate, maybe a cup of coffee, maybe a little trip to Target or something just to say, I see you and you should be rewarded for your good work. All right. So these different spaces on the 12 month declutter list, again, you can print this out, starts with paperwork, home office, kitchen, garage, storage, laundry, linen closets, master bedroom, master bathroom, bedrooms, bathrooms, living room, family room, Playrooms, craft room, hobby area, yard, outdoor, and a space for other. You may not have all of these spaces in your life. That's okay. Again, you can customize this however you want. This is just a guide to help you on your decluttering journey. Okay, so going back to where we started, go check out my online declutter class. Like I said, I keep them very affordable. They can be taken in the privacy of your own home. These are not Zoom classes. I've gotten a little Zoomed out lately. Um, I've done a lot of Zooms (laughs) over this past year, and I know that it's wonderful and lovely to not have to worry about what you look like, or if you have a smile on your face or whatever, what you, the background looks like or anything like that or any kind of distractions. And again, so the way the online courses are made are several short videos and then an online guide that you can print out or just keep as a reference on your computer. And again, it's meant to be like coaching. So just when you need a little bit of inspiration or motivation 
or someone to just sort of talk you through the process, I am there for you. So check it out, oneorganizedmama.com. Click on declutter, or excuse me, online courses. And again, if you want, check out my time management course too. It's again, super helpful, kind of, I try to use that as the foundation for my other courses. And there will be other courses coming too. So stay tuned. But I just want to thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. And if you have any questions or topics or anything you'd like me to talk about on this podcast, definitely reach out to me at any time at oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. And if you have learned a wonderful technique or something to share, please do me a favor and scroll to the bottom of your of this podcast on your app and leave me um, a review if you would. Just the more reviews that are out there, the more this podcast reaches other people. So I really, really appreciate those of you who've left a review so far. Super, super appreciative of that. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And until next time, enjoy your organizing journey.